Hey, Rat family. Welcome back to the Nerdy Rat. We know it's been a while, but we got a couple of movies to talk about. Uh, we got some animal news to share with you. So let's just get into it. Let's cue the... Cue uh, the theme song. Cue the theme song. Hold on. It's opening. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to the Nerdy Rat. Welcome, welcome. I we know we disappeared for the entire winter. Well, we were hibernating. Cause yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> winter is hellacious. Winter is here. We got a lot of animal news. We got a lot of movies that we saw that we want to talk about. Uh, some S- back from December. Yes, Spider-Man <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse won the uh, Oscar for Best Animated Film. Yeah. So that was exciting because so, we loved it. That was actually the last movie we reviewed on the Nerdy yeah, Rat, right? I said this movie is going to make movie animated movie of the year. Yeah. Except I didn't say that, but well, I'm you, glad you it did. Thought it. I thought it in my <laughs> yes. head, and that's yes. the important part. So, uh, so let's start with the animal stuff. We uh, we adopted a new hamster. Yes, he was kind yeah. of an impulse. Well, he, he was totally an impulse purchase. <laughs> yeah. Well, we I mean, we had the cage. We have all the setup stuff, so it's not like we didn't have. Well, we were stuff in the pet him. store, and this hamster was looking at us. Well, looking and, at Matt, I wasn't even look, over there yet. And then uh, uh, you went over there, and you were looking at him. Well, yeah, because you told me. You were like, go see this hammy. He's so cute. And I was like, all right. Oh, did and then I tell you? Okay, you did. Yeah. You brought me over. And then I looked at him and I was like, oh, he <laughs> is really cute. And he wants us to take him home. He was all by himself. So. Yeah. Well, they're supposed to be by themselves, though. Well, a lot of times in the pet store, they're still with their friends. Well, they actually told me his brother just got adopted earlier that day. Because mm-hmm. I guess they're, so. they're young enough that they're not going to kill each other. Yeah, he's very cute. He's, he's black and white <laughs> and gray. Yeah. And, uh, and he's striped yeah. like an Oreo cookie. Yeah, he's super cute. He's very cute. We mm-hmm. named him Sir Ham a lot, but we well, called him. Na- I call all my Matt hamsters named Hammy. Him Hammy. I've, I, I've, well, no, I have a history. Well, no, last one was Amy. Well, yeah, Amy, but she was a girl. Yeah. But I had three hamsters before that that I all named them Hammy. Well, that's why I said we could compromise. We can call him Hammy, but his name is Sir Ham a lot. Yeah, <laughs> Hammy just makes sense for. Uh, well, that can be his little nickname. It's short for Sir Ham a lot. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And if you need some cage ideas for your hamster, you should check out our Pinterest page because there's a lot of cool ideas on here. Um, so, yeah, I, I usually do the Pinterest. So I think I have to pin those, babe, in order for them to show up on our uh, board. That's oh, like our okay. private recommendation that Pinterest oh, is giving to us. But, I yes, see. I will pin some of the really good ones and put yeah, them see, on I don't, board. I don't understand Matt how, Pinterest. how Pinterest works. <laughs> yeah, but there are and some cool ones, so I will pin some and put them. I look up. at the emails and... Uh, occasionally yeah. if you email us don't be surprised if you don't hear back for like months because we forget to check it yeah yeah winter is terrible i hate how the weather in maryland goes cold hot cold hot cold hot and then it mixes in with well, the rain and the snow and the, it uh, doesn't do well with our uh, it gives me a lot of chronic pain issues yeah, which i have a lot of chronic pain stuff it going just on. makes me feel tired all the time and yeah i want to sleep all the time yeah so we kind of literally were hibernating in a way yeah. Yeah. So, um, w- actually, okay, I'm going to skip a little bit, but a lot of our rats got some respiratory infections this winter, which our vet said is kind of typical when the weather gets really cold and dry. Um, and a couple of them actually had something new where they got kind of like a honky sound in their nose and it wouldn't clear up even after they were on antibiotics. So, 
um, our vet gave them an injection. I think it was of the, um, the bronchial print? dilator, whatever that is, the thoraxaline or whatever it is. Oh, Theophylline? Theophylline, yeah. So she gave him an injection of that, but then she said we needed to do um, close the bathroom door and put the shower on hot and don't put them in the shower, but like let it steam up. Don't don't mm-hmm. put the exhaust fan on. And so they can have like a humidifier treatment. And we're supposed to be doing that twice a day for some of them. So it breaks up the mucus and helps it get out. Yeah, it do, it it does do like it. It works. When I was in there, it like cleared up my sinuses. Yeah, well, that's why I humans was... can use like a human humidifier, like a little portable one. Yeah, my mom, sick. my mom used to do that. She'd yeah. have the humidifier and she put the towel over her head. Uh-huh. I think that was like a very eighties thing. It was kind of was... like a holdover from the sixties and seventies, where a lot of people had a home humidifier like that. Yeah, my mom had one too. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. So these days you can just turn your exhaust fan off and sit in your shower. Although now we do have a little bit of mold on the walls we have to wash off again. <laughs> but oh well. Yeah. It's a small price to pay to help but your rats get better. we the fan now, so. Yeah, we do have the fan, but you can't use it when you're humidifying the rats, so. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We use it afterwards. We use it afterward to clear it out. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it, it doesn't get mold like instantly. It's got to no, stay. No, it's got to like build up a little bit. Stay damp for a little while, so. Yeah. Yeah, but winter is just one of those times where like animals get sick too, and yeah, you gotta have a vet ready to. Mm-hmm. And it helps you if you have your oral um, medications at home. If you have uh, what is it, the doxycycline and the Batril. Yeah, um, yeah. Just be careful. You, you're not really supposed to medicate no, them without without, without seeing get, a vet. Without getting a vet to yeah. look them over and give you the right dosage exactly. too, because every rat is going to have a different dosage. And like we said, sometimes it it's something that requires like the injection, and sometimes it's not even a respiratory infection. Yeah, we've, we've had, had somewhere had, it was a tumor. Yeah, we've had a few rats where they got a tumor that was mm-hmm. making it difficult for them to breathe. Yeah, so. and with one of um. Oh, it was Annie. It came on so quickly with Annie. She just, one night, she just was not able to breathe. And and I took her in the next day to have her put down because she was old. And it didn't seem like a respiratory infection. And the vet said, no, it wasn't a respiratory infection. She said it was cancer. Yeah. She had a tumor and stuff. So, So yeah, we've lost, actually, several rats. Yeah, because we lost basil and pumpkin all within the span of a week. Same day, uh, we lost the same them. day, yeah. Because Basil was just we didn't really like, did we know he was sick? Like, no, the only thing was the night before he didn't get out of his hammock to eat his dinner. And when I felt him, he felt a little cold, which is a sign that your rat isn't feeling good. But when I took him out of the hammock and put him down, he did eat, he still had an appetite. So I was going to keep an eye on him because he didn't mm-hmm. have any respiratory issues at, at that point. But I was like, well, he looks like he's not feeling so good. But so I'll, I was just going to monitor him. The next day, he was dead in his cage. Yeah, he just like he just fell asleep away. in his. Uh, yeah, under the little Lincoln Log thing. Yeah, and mm. yeah. And I then, was so upset. Like I, I wanted to like snuggle him more and kiss him more and tell him goodbye. You know. Yeah, and then pumpkin w- that same day. Yeah, she was really not doing well. She had um, yeah. a pituitary tumor, and it just showed up like within yeah. the day before. She'd been fine. That day, it was like uh, her little hands were curling. Yeah, yeah, her hands curled up, and, and she, she, she she couldn't, couldn't track eat. with her head. Like her head was kind of waving around. Yeah. 
So we we had her put yeah. down. Yeah, she was so distressed. She was so distressed. She didn't want to. Yeah, be and here. with those pituitary tumors, like there's no, mm, they're not. There's operable. no cure for it. They're yeah. They can sometimes give them something to try and reduce it, but it just stretches out the mm-hmm. suffering really. And I like, think. and and pumpkin was so distressed by it, like. We just felt like it was the right thing to do to let her go. Yeah, at that and you could point. tell she wasn't. She was because they can't. Sh- they can't eat and drink at that point, mm-hmm. and then they just start to waste away. And they, they slowly. They so that's like they're starving to death. Yeah, and that's an, a, a gruesome way to die. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it was hard, and then um, if you guys remember, she and Squeakers were our Twilight foster rats, and um, the rescue had thought squeakers would pass first because squeakers is significantly older yeah she's got that old lady fur yeah she has like little bald patches and stuff and she actually just had a mammary tumor removed not that long ago and oh uh, yeah she was still recovering remember? from that when pumpkin passed i think yeah I think, or yeah or she had just had it not that long ago so we had already started intros with the silly squad and we tried putting squeakers in the cage that night we did like a quick clean but they were not having her and they yeah. had just lost basil that day too so yeah it was a little much mm-hmm. for them to handle and and chip was being real dominant with her lando and winnie were too though it was actually were they? it was actually um, three butt heads together and mm-hmm. han wasn't this so what we did is we put han in the cage with squeakers overnight to be like her sleepover buddy oh talk about how cute han was yeah, With he the would. Igloo. Well, he would like when we the first couple times we put him in there, he would like slowly start to creep into the igloo she was in. He's <laughs> like, "I'm coming in." <laughs> Here comes Han, and she she accepted him. Yeah, she she but, actually but she let him in. But he was just like real cautious. <laughs> he was like moving in slow motion, like I'm coming in slowly. <laughs> He's so sweet. sweet. He's a sweetheart. Mm -hmm. And every morning we found them curled up together. So that really helped her a lot. And then we did. We kept working on intros more intensely the last week. Um, And and we were able to just to get her in the cage a couple days ago with them. And and now now I'll find her and Han sleeping together in the bottom box. She's still yeah. a little shy, I think, with the other ones, but like nobody's pinning her. They're letting her eat. Yeah, there's no major know. fights. Exactly. Going on. So she's a little shy, but I'm glad she at least has Han to cuddle with and feel safe with. Yeah. And I think she'll warm up and be braver to get in the hammocks with the other ones as time goes by. Yeah, I think she's integrated pretty well. Yeah. So, I mean, we took almost two weeks working mm-hmm. on the intros with them. So. Mm-hmm. I think I think it'll it's gone over well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, be just be prepared in winter months for those those animal sniffles. Exactly. Get like, they get like people get apparently. Yeah. When they're when it gets cold, their their immune systems go down, especially if you live in a place where it gets really cold. Mm-hmm. It's like in Florida, like you never really had it because the weather never changed in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was just warm all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about everywhere, but I know in Maryland the air gets so dry, and I feel like mm-hmm. that might contribute to it for the rats. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know if it's recommended to run a humidifier in the room with the rats, like one of those room ones that, that humidifies the room. I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah, I am I think it depends on the room, and I, sometimes it's not a good idea because if you have condensation buildup, you can get mold too. Well, that's, that's the reasons why I have heard it recommended against for humans because it can cause more mold and stuff in the air. Yeah. And more allergy symptoms, I guess. Yeah. I mean, anytime you have dampness, you're on the risk of having mold. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, But anyway, 
you just gotta you gotta be prepared. Gotta have some money set aside for vet bills. Yeah, you know? always have that uh, like well hundred dollar emergency at fund. At least, yeah. Well, and actually, you know, our vet, our regular vet, was on vacation when we put pumpkin yeah. down, and we actually we took her that night to an emergency clinic because I honestly wouldn't have wanted to even wait until the next day because she was just so upset, you know. Yeah. But it was like a hundred forty dollars. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Now I the mean, rescue paid it. She was a rescue rat, <laughs> but still, I mean, yeah, it's a I lot. It's a lot. That's pretty standard, it though. Is. Like, it you, is. if you have to have them put down somewhere mm-hmm. random where you don't know the person, mm-hmm. you don't have a history with them. They're probably they're going to charge mm-hmm. you like a like a like a fee to be seen and mm-hmm. then the fee to do it. And well, even from what I see on Facebook, most people's regular places charge them like around one hundred fifty. Yeah, well, our vet is incredible is incredibly cheap. So I know she's like so kind. Yeah, I see you wrote down here under local animal news. <laughs> what me and kitten have been doing lately so, so he's he's been fussy with you during the day he has and i don't really know why so much but he's just gotten very bored like in mid-afternoon and he he fusses and he wants me to turn the tv on because it's like he wants to snuggle in my lap but he want he's like good I'm not even lying. He wants to have the TV on while he snuggles. Like, Mm -hmm. if I'm just sitting there on my phone, that's not good enough. So, um, and I don't always like having the TV on. It's, like, annoying and distracting. So, Amazon Prime has these free movies. If you have Amazon Prime, they're called Search Movies for Cats. And there's about eight or ten titles. And... (laughs) Eight or ten titles. Oh, there are. That's great. There are. And 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 they're videos of birds eating and hanging out on branches. And sometimes they're squirrels and sometimes there's chipmunks. And they have the bird calls and everything. And Kitten is fascinated. And he'll just them. sit there and he'll like oh, try yes. and like like they'll fly off the screen mm-hmm. and he'll look try to look to see where they flew to. Oh, babe, yesterday he actually went in the basement and jumped up on your work table, oh, which really? he doesn't even get on. But he jumped up because he thought maybe that's where the bird went. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, where are you? Mm-hmm. And then he watched the TV from up there so he could keep an eye on if the birds were going up there. So he doesn't quite grasp the concept of the TV yet. Like, he sort of does, but not really. And, like, he'll jump up by the TV and paw at them. And I have to remind him to be gentle because I don't want him to scratch the TV screen. I'm I'm more afraid he's going to knock it over. Not uh, He wouldn't knock the TV over, I don't think. But I'm worried his his little claws will, like, scratch the screen. Does he have his claws out when he paws at them? Well, sometimes, and that's why I tell him to be gentle. I'm Uh, like, Jen. Gentle, okay. gentle pause. Because I've taught him gentle, like with the rats and the birds that we have. <laughs> so, see, gentle pause has multiple applications. Yeah. But he loves these videos and, like, he's so happy. And then he gets really engaged and he'll spend, like, 20 minutes running around with his face, like, right up into the TV and, like, looking for the birds. Yeah. And then he'll settle down. He'll get in my lap and he'll just sit and watch his birds. It's like, a real child. Well, I've been I've been watching the TV as a babysitter. I've been watching some clips from that show, My Cat from Hell. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, one of the, the the guy who who goes on there and like teaches about cats and stuff. Mm-hmm. One of the things he says is like, like a lot of the problem cats and stuff, like mm-hmm. they they just need a little bit of interaction, yes. or stimulation to mm-hmm. like for their behavior to fall back in the line. Yeah. Where it's like if you spend twenty minutes playing with a toy with them, or like have mm-hmm. a window where you can look out and watch watch mm-hmm. birds and nature and stuff like that, it it may it it calms them and makes them more more. Yeah. 
makes it gets them to behave better basically it says yeah. like it doesn't take a lot but you got to yeah. do something you got to engage their brains in some sort of way yeah that's why like at zoos and stuff they talk about enrichment and that's why it's so important for animals in captivity because if they're not using their brains that's exactly what happens they get so dissatisfied mm-hmm. and like they'll act out and they'll eat too much you know yeah, like, like whenever humans. we take Kit into a hotel, we always like put on videos for him like that too. He had trouble, you know, watching it on the iPad screen though, and or on the laptop. He, was I don't, it on the laptop. Yeah, I don't think he could see the laptop That's screen very good. That's what I think. I think the resolution was hard for him. You have to be like at just the right angle. And the problem with those laptops too is the screens are built in a way where you have to be looking directly at it. To That's see what it I just clear. said. Yeah, you have but to be like at just the right angle to see it. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, but so like if he's not right in front of it, he doesn't realize exactly. That it's so it it just didn't work that well for cat eyes, but on the TV it worked great. So mm-hmm. and that's why I don't really feel bad. I mean, I sort of feel a little bad, like oh, I'm babysitting my child with the TV, but like it's nature and it it he's really engaged with it, so it's good. It's activating his little brain, I guess. Yeah, it's not like he's watching reality TV. That's right. He's not something. watching the Kardashians. Yeah, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do we have any other animal stuff to talk about? We didn't get any questions or anything. I don't think so. You want to go into nerdy stuff? Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. We, well, uh, yeah, we've been we, we saw We saw Bumblebee back in December. Yeah, we when it was actually out in the movie theater. Got around to making an episode about it. I yeah. think we saw it like right after we did the that episode in December. Yeah, the Spider-Verse one. Yeah, but uh, no, Bumblebee was fantastic. It was like the best mm-hmm. Transformers movie ever made. Well, like, except for the animated one in like well, 1985, it, it, it rivaled the. I mean, it did not it, rival the animated. It was one. as good as the. It anime. was very good, but it from did a technical not, from a technical standpoint, it was very good, but it was not critically. The animated one. Critically, it was no. better than the original no. animated because the original. No, <laughs> I disagree. I understand why you say that, but. Uh, but it was a very good movie. I really liked it. It actually felt more authentic to the original animated series than any of the other Transformers movies that have come out. Well, the they, live action ones. They really got it right because they the director was actually an animator. Oh, that makes sense. He I think he worked on um Travis Knight. He did mm-hmm. Kubo and the Two Strings. I don't know what that is. That, that was like an animated movie that came out. It was highly rated. It came mm-hmm. out and a couple of years ago, I think, mm-hmm. uh, 2016. Um, but it was a good, it, like, uh, so like he came at it as an animator, and that's why I think a lot of like the the animations of the Transformers looked a lot better than they ever have in any of the. That would make sense. And Michael Bay movies. Yeah. And like one of the things I really liked actually was during the fight scenes, the Transformers were fighting like. As an actual transformer would fight, like they would partially transform to fight each other or they'd like throw their arm out to like catch on to something. So it was actually like really utilizing what makes them special and unique. Well, like when Bumblebee turned into the car and then mm-hmm. drove, drove, turned around and then transformed and like punched the guy. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, there's exactly. a lot of real good stuff like that. Yeah, it was really, movie. really well and done. And it was a good story too. Oh, yeah, it, it was a good story actually. Because like, the biggest problem I had with the, all the Michael Bay movies is they were such convoluted messes of a story. Like, yeah, there wasn't really a story uh, ever. I mean, it, it, because like, especially after the f- the first one was was 
not good. Not great, but like it it was somewhat straightforward, but then all the sequels just turned into this mess of like we're going to go to the moon now and oh this and th- and this happens and now this and now we got to do this and now this happens and it's just like it's just a convoluted mess like you, it's so much happening and so much nonsense you can't keep track of any of it and it's it's not interesting like you can't remember like I've seen all of them I can't remember the plots to hardly any of them mm-hmm. because it's just like I, I think they went to, there was a ship or something or they mm-hmm. The world was going to end for some reason, but I don't know why. And yeah, this one was, and I would say this one was more following like the actual animated origin story where it was like the the uh, Autobots had to flee Cybertron because of the war and, you know, the Decepticons were after them and then Bumblebee builds the relationship with the girls. So it was, it was yeah. nice. It was it, a really nice it did, story. It, it, it did take a lot of beats from the Iron Giant, I will admit. Because I can't remember. I mean, I know I've seen the Iron Giant, but it was a long time yeah. ago. I can't really remember well, like it since that well. Some of the beats that they they copied from Iron Giant was like he he him him being a, a machine of war, but not having any memory of that. Oh, okay. And then you know, kind of like uh, being scared of his like warlike nature. But it, oh, that was okay. more like an Iron Giant thing. But like he gets amnesia, so he can't remember who he is, mm-hmm. which is the same as Iron Giant. And he's like this war machine. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know that he's a war machine, and this. This kind of relationship he has with the girl, like developing it very much like Iron well, Giant. that was that was like the animated series that where Bumblebee was such good friends with uh, was it Spike? Was Spike, that his name? Yeah, it was Spike, right? Yeah, yeah. So I like that they weren't copying that exactly, but it was it was like yeah, that's but who I Bumblebee mean, is. Bumblebee always related better to humans in the animated series than yeah. any of the other ones. And, and it, I like that they used the radio for him to talk, like like again, like the animated series. So yeah, and I mean good. that that. It, it was good. I mean, Iron Giant's a great movie, you mm-hmm. know, and this was a good movie, too. But. Uh, oh, they actually had some of the original Transformers that I've been dying to see, like Soundwave was in it. Oh, no, yeah, it was they, just like in the battle at the beginning. They weren't like starring in the movie, but Starscream, yeah. Soundwave. They, well, they killed Cliffjumper. I know. On the moon. I was not but, happy about that. Yeah, they killed Cliffjumper. And yeah. then Prime showed up at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, they had Soundwave. Uh, some of his little shockwave to oh yeah shockwave megatron was in it wasn't he or no he wasn't don't remember no he wasn't i think i I remember reading something about they were debating about whether to put megatron in it or not but if they wanted it to fit with the michael bay right they wouldn't so they just left him out i think it was like a deleted scene with him or something okay but now they're talking about they're going to start a new series based on this, which I... I yes, I just tr- throw cool. those other ones in the garbage. Yeah, the, the other ones are nonsense. Nobody yeah. can remember what happened. Nobody in cares about them either, yeah, nobody, I don't like, think. No one's going to care <laughs> no if you ditch them. that continuity yeah. for something else. Kind of like that's what DC Comics needs to do. Like DC just needs to ditch all their prior attempts at superhero movies and start fresh. Well, I, I think DC's problem is... Except for Wonder Woman. They Wonder keep Woman having like these, these random successes mm-hmm. in all these bad movies so it like makes them want to hold on to it where it's like you know like 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 wonder woman was a success so it's like well let's not get rid of everything from this universe well yeah exactly like wonder woman is good but they could just like recast and everybody I, I, and rewrite the storyline so we d- we never did get to see aquaman but we heard that no we're good. gonna have to catch it on streaming so we'll we'll review that whenever we yeah, get around it to watching just, it we it, were just too busy and we had too much going on we didn't get to it, it. it it looked good. It just it wasn't like it I need to go me. see this. Like, yeah. 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 It's kind of like the reason we haven't finished The Punisher either. It's like. Yeah. Same it's, thing. It's, it's just 
it's okay, but it's not gripping. Yeah. And like, let, okay, so let's talk about Punisher for a minute, the new season. So they make this whole big deal about Billy being the jigsaw and all this stuff and his little jigsaw mask. And he's like, oh my God, don't look at me. He's like Phantom of the Opera. Don't look at me. It's too horrible. And then his little pretty face is like hardly scarred yeah, yeah, at he's all. Like got some scars on it. <laughs> it's like it's like, are you kidding me? That's the atrocity. Yeah. Come on. Especially when you compare it to like the other, like because they had Jigsaw in the old Punisher movies, uh-huh. direct the video ones, and he was like this like grotesque, pussy That's what looking. Should have been. Like I was thinking he was gonna be like Wade Daredevil, you know? Like, yeah. You mean, like that messed up in his face. You mean like uh like like uh. Deadpool. Deadpool. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. That, Wade. Th- yeah. That's the way I, he's supposed to be. Exactly. But he's also so, supposed to be like a gangster, and he's like, he's just like, right. Now like he's a, just like, like some a, poor, sad, confused war veteran. He's just a war veteran with PTSD, and like he doesn't remember being a criminal. Violent tendencies, like yeah. And the last episode we fight, they're probably like, "Hey, let's rob a bank." It's I like, know. Like really, it took you eight episodes to get this far, like. It's just, and, and you know, I would say the letdown about his face just basically sums up the whole season. Yeah. I, I liked the one episode where Frank was being a badass and he ran out from the little sheriff's office and shot all the cult. Oh, yeah. That, was the, be- that, was, the that best, was the best one. That was the best episode. Because it had action and it showed him being the Punisher. And and, and then the next know, three episodes, he's just lame. he's like hanging out and shopping with that girl in New yeah. York City. Like, you Doing know, nothing. beating up Russians for... Yeah, for no reason. For the fun of it, you know. Yeah, so we still haven't finished it. We will eventually, but you know, it's we're not just that good. we're getting around but to it slowly. One thing we did watch, like we were in the middle of watching Punisher, and we realized Legion season two was finally on avail- Hulu. available on Hulu, and we watched the entire thing back oh, to back, seriously, in like a week and a half. We we what what's the word? We binged it. Yeah. <laughs> we oh, yeah. we really cranked through that. That was amazing. Yeah, we were like watching a, like we'd watch a couple episodes in a row. Yeah, and we yeah. hardly ever do that anymore. No, but they were so good. I love how artistic each episode is. It's just like you don't see TV these days that is really produced like a work of art. You know, Mm -hmm. and it's just like everything from the colors they choose for each episode and like the surrealistic um, scenery and things like that in the music. Like it's just fantastically beautiful to watch. But the storyline is also good, too. And the acting and stuff is good. Yeah. You kind of never know where where they're going with Mm -hmm. it. It's not exactly predictable. It kind of worms into your head where you're like thinking about it and you're like, oh, man, that was weird one. Yeah. It's going to happen next. And and they do eventually explain everything, which I like, too, because that's yeah. like the opposite of how Lost was, you know, where Lost is like, oh, we never want to explain anything. But well, Legion, like, they actually do a yeah. good job of explaining stuff by the end of the season. Yeah. Lost is like like how to do that kind of thing very badly. Yeah. Like, like how not to do that kind of thing. Like even in season one, like they still were giving you answers, even though like you kind of question. Yeah, yeah. To Legion. But like Lost yeah. was like. We're going to give you questions and we're going to give, put, you, more give you more questions and then we're going to forget about this other question. We're going exactly. to ask more questions. Exactly. And it just never makes any sense. And, and it's not satisfying. You know, it's not satisfying to never get the answer and to never get the resolution. But actually now I want to go back and watch Legion season one again because yeah, I feel it like been a while. I had kind of forgotten like about his sister until she showed up. I'm like, who is that? And then I'm like, oh, that's his sister. 
So I kind of want to go back and kind of see his evolution from the mental hospital. And I think we'll understand a lot more because the first season was a lot more mystery based. Like you didn't really understand at all what was going on for the yeah. first many episodes. Yeah. It, yeah. It took a while for you to kind of start get a grip on what was happening mm-hmm. and what the world was like. And this season, I would say, was more linear. Like things, things flowed more in a more logical progression. Yeah, they season. they weren't. But it was still really good. The first season, they were doing a lot of flashbacks to his history and stuff, yeah. and focusing a lot on his life and kind of making you question like what's real and what's not real, and what the hell is going. I sh- oh, this is supposed to be a G-rated show. What the heck is going on here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Legion Legion is great. Great. It's uh, so yeah, we finished. I, I that. hope That's I hope excellent. with the Marvel acquiring Fox and everything that they keep it going. I I think they've announced, or I think what they they announced a season three, and I think that's going to be the last season. That makes sense though, because in some ways I don't want shows to go on past where they should. Yeah, you know, and that I think this is kind of perfect because they had season one. You kind of figure out who David is and what's wrong with him. And then in season two, it's revealed that he actually is the villain. Yeah. And then in season three, they're going to battle him. And so that makes perfect sense to wrap it up after that. Yeah. Like what yeah. more do you it, have to do? Yeah. I, I think they can tell a satisfying story mm-hmm. in three seasons I and, think so. and, and wrap it up. Well, there's also uh, I, cause they've been canceling all the next flick shows, right? Yeah. yeah. So I believe Marvel is getting ready to premiere their, or Disney's going to re- premiere their streaming service, and I think they're going to put all the Marvel TV shows on there. So it's like one more thing we're and supposed they to might, subscribe to. <laughs> they might be moving like Punisher and some of the other uh-huh. characters onto that platform. I Although, have heard some rumors about that. I have heard some rumors even from the actors hinting that they're not done with the show. Yeah, so it could I, just be it's moving platforms. I, yeah. I hope they do because I... And think, I hope they get better writers and get them back on track yeah, again. Yeah, I, th- I think... Netflix did a good job with some of them, and some of them I mm-hmm. feel like they did a bit of a disservice to. I think because yeah. they might have been running out of money to, to make these these films, or they just didn't have good enough oversight. I mean, for me, it always comes back to the writing, and it's like they they mm-hmm. don't bother getting quality writers and a quality story. And if you don't have that, there's no way to salvage it. There's no way to salvage it. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's it's kind of hard to. Because, like, you pay somebody to do something and you write it and it's, like, you know, like, I'm sure it's, like, not easy to just be, like, oh, this, everything you wrote is garbage. We need to fire you and find somebody else to write this, you know? But, you know, you shouldn't. That's why you have a showrunner because you don't yeah. want to hire writers if you don't have a vision and if you don't know what you're doing. And frequently, the showrunner is one of the writers. So, I mean, it's not like they're just writing in a vacuum. Yeah. True. I mean, you know, I like to hold people <laughs> accountable. Yeah. Like somebody was in charge of that mess and they, <laughs> they dropped the ball. Like, Get me the names of the people responsible for this. Yeah. You like Yeah. But but we saw Captain Marvel this weekend Captain and we loved Marvel, it. yeah. Although okay, so here's my thing with Captain Marvel. I really like her a lot from the comics and I have read a lot of the old school comics with Captain Marvel. Like back when she was in the Avengers and stuff like that, way before her little own series spin-off and all of that. So I will say that I did really like the movie, but because they hadn't already had her in the movie universe, they really had to change a lot of her backstory. And they they did their best to to allude to the comics 
while tying it in. So like, for example, she still had amnesia, but it wasn't because Rogue wiped her memories like it was in the comics. Yeah, that, that's kind of hard to include it, stories like that when you don't even have the X-Men in the well, universe. Well, exactly. Yet. And like she had been one of the first members of the Avengers. Well, now it's like she clearly isn't an Avenger. She wasn't even in the universe. So they actually had her... She did have Kree DNA in the comics and she got exposed to whatever that that gave her her powers. But they actually had her go beyond the Kree homeworld in in this. And again, I understand why they did that, because they kind of had to. They had to have a way to explain why she hadn't been around, you know. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I felt like I felt like they did try to do the best they could to work with her comics origin, even though they had to adapt it. I liked it. I, I, mm-hmm. I, what I guess you're just kind of learning because you, uh, with a lot of these movies, you haven't read a lot of the comic books that they're based on, but this is pretty par for the course with all of them. Oh, like, and I, I mean, mm-hmm. I do know that from the like, other ones too. I mean, yeah, they change a lot. Yeah, and it's like they do m- multiple iterations. And yeah, I think they did a really good job of keeping the spirit of the character intact mm-hmm. while still telling a, a story that was close enough. To the, uh, the to comics. to the spirit of the comic, yeah, not not the not the letter of the comic, you know. But I so I so you liked the movie, right? I did, yeah, you I did. did, I did, yeah. So apparently everybody was uh, th- there was a bunch of review bombing and stuff before this movie before came it out. Before even came out, and Rotten Tomatoes like haters. disabled the the who wants to see it or what basically there's like a feature on rotten tomatoes where you can rate a movie that hasn't come out yet that you couldn't have seen that's kind of ridiculous and a bunch of people are going there and already it's like oh it's just you know wait, flaming oh, it yeah oh women's rights blah 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 blah. And so it's like all this nonsense yeah um but the movie was great honestly it but was then a good I, movie. the reason i mentioned the only reason i mentioned that is i saw one of these reviews on the page this is the summary from the the, the review uh, and this is from Rotten Tomatoes or what? This is just some random reviewer on Rotten Tomatoes who didn't like the movie. Okay. This is what he said. Okay. The problem with the corporate anti-culture that control these productions and the fandom targeted de- demagogy uh-huh. that they're made to f- fill which responsible casting can't overcome alone. What does that mean? <laughs> God. Like how much of a pretentious yeah. a-hole are you? Yeah. Yeah, no. Some guy from the New Yorker, apparently. Whatever. So. Oh, so that's like a legit reviewer. Yeah, well, that, but that that is like pretentious, though. I can't really imagine the New Yorker but liking this. These movie. are like the people that don't like the movie. Don't like superhero like, movies like, to begin with. They're like, yeah. oh, well. Yeah. It's pandering. Uh, all movies are pandering, guys. Get over it. Yeah. So, but I know I really liked it. I. Yeah. I um. How do you feel about the 90s vibe it had going on? I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. I dug it. I I mean, I love the 90s, so I, <laughs> yeah, I like all the music We were teens in the, in the 90s, I, both of us. So, I, wish, yeah. I wish they had done it a little bit better, because I felt like it was kind of done better in like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, when they did um, the generational Where they kind of <laughs> incorporated a lot of the stuff into like action sequences and stuff. And this was kind of just like in the background of the movie a little bit, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. there's the blockbuster and then there's a pinball machine. She's wearing the flannel. Machine. She stole she's the flannel She's got the nine inch outfit. nail shirt. Yeah. He's like, oh, you got the grunge look going on. And and like the soundtrack, obviously. Yeah. Um, 
It was funny when the no doubt came on. Yeah. I don't know. See, that was my only issue, though. I don't know that I would have used just a girl I, for the I, fight I'm sequence. just a girl with a bit on the nose, I exactly. thought. It was just exactly. Exactly. Like, that, I, I, I felt get, like, was pandering. I, I get where you're coming from, but, like... Yeah. I would not have like, used that song. Yeah, that, that song's, like... Yeah, it's just too much. It, it, it was too feminist trope. Yeah. You know, that that was my issue with that. That was... Yeah, that, that was too much. I, I would have used some sort of, like... like Punk, like a like, girl song or another like no doubt song or like Joan Jet or something. Well, that's you know? not really nineties, is it? Well, I mean, it was it existed in the nineties. Well, it existed in the nineties. <laughs> well, that's what, that's uh, the thing. Like they were just kind of like picking songs from that era instead of like going with yeah. more thematic, you know, yeah, appropriate songs. Yeah, so, but I mean, I think they could have found something from that era yeah. that was thematically appropriate. Yeah, it's like, and and people don't all don't just listen to songs that came out the the year well, they're no, living in. Obviously, so like, but they were trying to you know capture the '90s vibe, yeah. so that's why they were picking the song. And they were the also 90s. like, one thing that bothered me a little bit, and this is like kind of nitpicky, but I'll just say, it. so like uh, when when. Uh, at, towards the end, when the intelligence is like questioning her and stuff mm-hmm. before she has the revelation or whatever, and uh, she, they're playing a a a a, a song by uh, uh, what, what was it Nirvana, right, mm-hmm. on the record player in her memory. Mm-hmm. She left Earth in like 1988, and like I don't think Bleach came out until after that. <laughs> She has no, so she has no idea. So right, so actually, what you're saying is so, that she yeah. doesn't have any so '90s like, references. So like, Bleach uh-huh. came that out in 1989, and they're playing the song. No, wait, she like, left in 1989. They said. Oh, did so she? So that is that is actually accurate. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. They did they did sync that but, up. Yeah, but still, like, come on, nobody was listening to Bleach in 1989. Okay, <laughs> but they did dot their eyes and cross their T's. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I guess if she was into the indie music scene, she would have she would have known about it. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, like, I, I uh-huh. think most people didn't hear that album at least till the nineties. Fussy, fussy, fussy. Yeah. Uh huh. But o- overall, I really liked it. I liked her. Mm-hmm. I liked how the way they did her powers. I was kind of confused at first why she couldn't fly, and then. They yeah. kind of explain that later on. Well, and then I realized that because the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show is set in the same universe, I actually think the little dampener they had on her powers was what they were using on Quake in that future, se- the very last season when they were in the space station in the yeah, future. Yeah, probably like a more advanced version of it. No, I think it was pretty much the same thing. They, she had a little dampener chip on her. Yeah, but maybe it works better in the future, you know? Because it didn't seem to work no. 100% on her. No, but they, yes, it did. Because they were monitoring how much power they gave her. And at one point, they took her powers completely away. Oh, okay. So they were filtering her powers. They were only giving her unlimited amount. And at one point, they completely rescinded it. Right. So that's why she actually had to take that thing off to oh, use okay. her powers. Okay. Because she seemed to like be able to like kind of overcome it a little bit. Well, only when she took it off, because at that one point, at that one point, I think right before she went to talk to the intelligence, they had completely drained all of her powers. Yeah. Through the yeah, thing, through the chip it. in her brain. Yeah. 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 Okay. 
Yeah, I'm still trying to. We we were talking about why some of the Cree are normal colored skin and well, why some of humans, them are pink skin. Human skin, <laughs> not blue skin. You said pink skin, blue skin. Oh, here I'm reading from the Wikipedia. The original Cree had blue colored skin, but a second racial group with pink skin, resembling that of human Caucasians, emerged over the millennia. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, like obviously on the Cree planet, there were plenty of people who appeared human and not blue. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, because we we were curious about it. Yeah. That's what I thought because, although we were questioning if if Marvel was a shapeshifter, because in the comics it's a guy Marvel, and they actually referred to Marvel as a he in the movie, even though it was clearly a female human scientist. So did that was interesting. I see. I missed that. They I did. They referred to Marvel as he. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know. I don't know if that was just a glitch or, you know, if that was intentional, but probably doesn't really matter that much. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. But uh, overall, I, I, I really enjoyed it. It was a good it's a good lead up to uh, the end game that's coming out next month. Definitely. And I'm excited and that we don't have to wait that long for Endgame yeah. to come out how now. Did, how did you like Brie, Brie Larson? As oh, I liked uh, her Captain a Marvel? lot. I liked, I liked her, her quite too. a lot. I, I feel thought like she was really good. She, like she had enough personality, but it, it wasn't like over the top. Like, she, like I liked her. Pers- like she wasn't I thought her, trying too hard. I thought her personality fit well. Yeah. yeah. And she, yeah. It, she came across as a very authentic person, not mm-hmm. somebody that was like trying too hard to, to be a particular way. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought it was authentic and I thought it fit pretty well too like like you were saying the spirit of who Captain Marvel is from the comics and all of that. Yeah, so. kind of like doesn't take any crap, no nonsense yeah. kind of Well, person. and that really fits her background too of being an Air Force officer, you know. Yeah, exactly. So Oh, and I was saying I liked um in the comics she's she has a sister and an and a biological niece, but I like that they kind of translated that to being a best friend who she was in the Air Force with. And I oh, thought that right, was a yeah. nice translation of that. No, sorry, I didn't mean to brush my microphone there. But yeah, yeah no, I I like that. Um also like the I like the scrolls in this movie too. Mm-hmm, yeah, the I scrolls thought, were pretty cool actually. Like they I mean, spoilers at this point, right? Well, obviously. <laughs> We've been talking obviously. about spoilers the whole time. But, uh, yeah, I did like the twist where the scrolls ended up being the, the people. Because the Kree, like, you kind of know they were never, like, really nice people. Yeah, the Kree aren't like, really Kree, ever good. The Kree are kind of a-holes in the Marvel Universe, yeah. let's be honest. Like, yeah. You know, they, they've been messing around with humans forever and yeah oh and you didn't mention her cat the flurkin was one of your favorite things yeah goose how can i forget about her cat goose yeah so it was kind of fury's cat in this one though in the comics it's her cat but it kind of ended up being fury's cat yeah it's funny because like a lot of people were speculating like you know is the cat in the movie going to be the flurkin and then there was the the fan theory that that the the cat was going to take nick fury's eye eye. and it did and it did (laughs) I totally did not expect them to oh, do I that. Oh, I did. I did. I thought that I thought it would be the cat because and I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah, but no Goose was great. He was yeah. like one of the best parts of the movie yeah. for me. Just cuz he was like and they they had an actual cat play him too Yeah, for said, well, for most of it. A couple scenes were animated, but you know, yeah. most of it was an actual cat. Yeah. And and he was just he was good. He was just yeah. like, "Oh, I hang out with you guys now." Yeah. It was <laughs> and he's like he like eats all those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. 
And then they had the preview for the next, uh, for Endgame at the mm-hmm. end, which yeah. is basically just the completion of the scene that you saw from yeah. before, yeah. or from the trailer, I think. Uh, I was it was the bonus scene in the last Avengers movie. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah. Yeah, when when he pages her, he right. pages her right as he's disappearing. Right. I'm still curious how they got the pager if he just disappeared on the side of the street somewhere. Well, they pro- he probably had like tracking stuff in his car they knew they found his car yeah maybe you know they found it next to his car or whatever yeah i I like the the interactions between fury and i I like their relationship i thought yeah they had a really they had a really good relationship throughout the movie and i think that was nice yeah and sam jackson's great too as fury (laughs) he clearly loves cats (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) he like you could tell that was a real cat lover speaking (laughs) Yeah, and uh, what was the... Nick, uh, uh, you mean Coulson? Coulson was in it? Oh, yeah, Coulson was in it briefly. I kind of wish he'd been in it more, but I I guess they couldn't really do a whole lot with him. Yeah, I mean, they clearly did some um, animation or whatever to make him seem younger. And I think they may have done some on Samuel L. Jackson, too. Oh, yeah, they did. Because... They did. Yeah, like, he was... To smooth out some of the wrinkles, probably. Yeah, and and he's so clearly aged in real life. Like, they had to. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah. I love that they had him in it and they were able to do it, you yeah. know? And like their whole little conversation where she's like, he's like, he's like, everybody calls me Fury. <laughs> not Nicholas, not Nick. Fury. <laughs> it's like, what does your mom call you? It's like, Fury. And what do you call your mom? <laughs> Fury. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was a good movie. I really liked it. Yeah. I would, I would definitely recommend it to everybody. And it's nice <laughs> to have a female superhero finally that's like not Wonder Woman. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with Wonder no, Woman. No, Wonder Woman's like great, but it's nice. I mean, there's so many more in both universes than just Wonder Woman. Yeah, you and know? she. I mean, Captain Marvel is 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 a pretty big deal for Marvel Comics. Like, oh, a lot she of people is like her, you know, and the, she she, she totally even is. inspires other characters like Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan. Yeah, yeah. Who's an Inhuman who kind yeah. of you know follow like takes her. Oh, name. that's that's exactly why she named herself that. Yeah. yeah. So so it's cool. It opens up to to have more mm-hmm. more of these mm-hmm. these comic book stuff come in. So it'll be interesting when they get into the next phase of the Marvel MCU after Endgame. Yeah, that will be interesting. See, yeah, to see what they do. Well, and I like too that she they made her in the movie have such strength in her powers because that is very accurate to who mm-hmm. she is in the comics. In the comics, actually, they call her Earth's mightiest hero. Because yeah. she really is that strong and that ferocious. Yeah, I was so. kind of wondering if they were going to make her like the Omega level that she is in the comic books. And yeah. Yeah, it looks like they are. Yeah, so, so that I think that's, that's good. That's cool. Cause she's basically like the female Superman exactly. in the Marvel Universe. Exactly. Who can throw photons. <laughs> yeah, who can also blast people yeah. with yeah. photonic energy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So what else have we got? So I think that's about it. That, that's all we got for now. But I think we're gonna try and do. <laughs> we'll try to get back to try once and do, an, do once a month. Yeah, we and will try. And try. And keep more up to date with the movies. We're obviously yeah. Aquaman. I think is coming out on DVD soon. Hopefully soon, and we should probably be able to rent it to stream it soon. Yeah, I'll just stream everything and off then YouTube next month. I. Th- think as well as Endgame, I think Shazam comes out in April oh, as yeah, well. Oh yeah, Shazam is going to be We're looking forward out, to so that. That's going to be good. Yeah, that looks hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, we should have a lot of superhero stuff to talk about next month. Yeah. Maybe we'll even have finished Punisher by then. 
Maybe. Maybe. Don't, I don't, know. <laughs> don't hold your breath. Yeah. We need to get back to watching the Orville too. I really like. Oh the yeah, Orville the Orville is great. Yeah, that's an Orville. excellent. We're still in season one. I don't know how many seasons there are so There's far. There's two right now. Two right I now. Think. I think. But yeah, we're still fairly early in season one. But then we had some other stuff come out. Oh, and by the way, I did watch some of the Umbrella Academy. Oh my God, that is the most stunningly boring show I have ever seen See, in my the, life. Somebody like, on Facebook said it was good. But it's like boring. It's one of those people whose okay, opinion I don't really trust that much. Here's the thing. What's good about it is the scenery and the atmosphere. It's very like Tim Burton-esque and like it's world creation. That is beautiful. But then there's absolutely no story at all like a whole entire hour or 90 minutes goes by and nothing happens the world's supposed to be ending in eight days half the brothers and sisters don't even know this yet because the little one hasn't told them like nobody's actively trying to save the world they're these two other villains they haven't explained them by halfway through the season it's just like, oh, and then there's an incestuous storyline with the brother and sister having the hots for each other. That's now, th they're trying to be like, oh, well, they were adopted, I guess. But guess what? They were all adopted as infants. That's incestuous. That's disgusting. Like, it's yeah. nasty. So, yeah. It, but mostly my problem with it is that it is so freaking boring. Yeah. It's boring. Nothing happens. Yeah. I had to stop watching it because I finally felt like my brain was falling out of my ears. Oh, well, another thing we need to watch, which I've heard really good things about, uh, Doom Patrol. Oh, yeah. We that's, should start that's watching on that. The D we Has it started yet? Yeah. Okay. We, but the I think there's like two surface? or three episodes up already. Okay, so maybe if we wait a little Cause, bit, Because we'll the way DC streaming watch. service works is you mm -hmm. can watch everything that's on their platform, but when they do, they don't release series all at once. They'll which have is it. smart, because they want people to stay yeah, subscribed. Yeah, they'll, they'll have an yeah. episode come out like once, once a, week. a week. Yeah. Um. So... That's why I kind of I haven't been in a hurry to watch it because well, I know we're gonna want to. And I was ambivalent about uh, Titans. Titans mm, was kind of meh. Yeah, so. but the Doom Patrol episode was the best episode. It was. I'm not denying that, but but I'm I'm not hugely confident based on how bad Titans was. So. Yeah, I I wasn't confident until I started hearing everybody talk about how great it was. I've had a well, lot. Let's hope. I've heard a lot of people say it's But it's I mean, really, really a lot of people are saying Umbrella Academy is good, too. And it's not. <laughs> so we'll see. That's true, I guess. We'll but see. We'll see. Yeah, but find out next time on That's the Nerdy right, Rat. That's right, on the Nerdy Rat. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you want to support us, feel free to support one of our charities. Small Angels is Rescue, Rescue Incorporated is a Federal County MD Maryland-based 501c3 nonprofit, no-kill, all-volunteer organization dedicated to rescuing and rehoming gerbils, guinea pigs, hamsters, mice, and rats. Extra Life unites thousands of players around the world in a 24-hour gaming marathon to support your local Children's Miracle Network hospitals. Also, if you live in the Maryland, D.C. area, check out Dice City Games and... Uh, in, where are they in Silver Spring? I think they're in Silver they're, Spring. They're right across. They're on from University the Wheaton, Boulevard. They're right across from the Wheaton Mall. I'm there playing playing Magic, Magic all the time. Yeah, and actually um, they're selling my velvet dice bags yeah. that I make, so you can and get yourself a velvet dice bag. And there. they're only thirty dollars now. $30. They were originally forty, but yeah, thirty is really, probably a better premium. price point. Mm -hmm. They have a drawstring. They're very nice. Impress very all nice. your friends. That's right. And if you want to order a rat bonding pouch, you can check out our Etsy shop, which is the Nerdy Rat, all one word, on the Etsy website. Yep. 
All right. And we'll see you next time, guys. All Take right. Care. Bye.